Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Ledahan. Got a cool artist and songwriter to uh, introduce you to today and make a connection. Before we do that, though, I want to talk about my friend Mark Allen Barnett, who who sponsors this show locally. Uh, if you caught last week's episode, and I hope you did, if, if you didn't, go back and listen, especially if you're a performing songwriter and uh, want to do more rounds. Uh, we talked about, you know, performing around uh, Nashville and, and even in your hometown in songwriter rounds. And we had Debbie Champion on the show. It was great to have Debbie uh, on the show. But Mark Allen Barnett talked a little bit uh, last week about his Mark Allen Barnett tours, which I just can't say enough about. Um, you can book a tour with Mark when you come into town. He will show you around, introduce you to some folks, maybe bring you over to the hidden Nashville like we did yesterday morning. Uh, we do it on Sunday mornings at, um, at the uh, Whiskey Bench Saloon with hosts Janet and Charles Cox, who've also been on the show. Always a lot of fun. Mark's one of the best performers that you'll ever see in this town and he can show you how to do it as well he can up your game three to five years in just a single tour you can do a weekend tour a day tour with you he will introduce you to industry folks he will write with you he will look at and critique your songs just make you an overall better songwriter and performer too you can find him online everywhere it's mark and mark is m-a-r-c allen a-L-A-N, and it's like barn with E-T-T-E on the end, Mark Allen Barnett. And if you uh, if you send him a little note, uh, tell him we said hello and where you heard about it, okay? I do appreciate it. Well, our guest today is just, uh, he played, we were just talking before we, we, we went on, um, he, he plays every night here in Nashville, and he's in demand. He's one of those artists that um, you hear a lot about if you're in town, and we're really happy to have him here. It's Ellis Griffin. Hi, Ellis. How are you? Better now. How are you? I'm doing all right. You've had a busy morning already. Yeah, I'm sitting down with a guitar now. Uh, it's your favorite thing to do, huh? It is. What? Wonderful. You've got a new song out. I want to play that uh, right away. Tell us about it and uh, who wrote it and how the story behind it. Yeah, the, the latest one is Burn. Uh, love that song to death, man. Uh, I think I wrote it this past year or two, uh, something like that. But yeah, uh, it's one of those songs that you kind of... I've I've noticed that there's different ways I've come about songs and how they run through my head. This is one of the ones that just kind of happened. You roll over out of bed, you write it down before you lose it. Yeah, it's kind of I've, I've heard other songwriters and singers talk about you got to have your antennas up, mm-hmm. you know, your radar, and when it floats by on the frequency, you just got to catch it. You do. It's kind of one of those. Um, but that being said, it was kind of about a true story, so it's nice. A very personal song for me. Very good. We'll find out how personal in just a little bit. But here's the song. It's called Burn from our guest, Ellis Griffin, on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Didn't think I'd see you here tonight. Is that your new man? I know I can tell by the way he holds you tight. Girl, I hope you know I'm happy for you. I swear it ain't a lie. Just haven't seen that smile in a while. If a spark's in your heart, let it burn. If he lights a fire in your eyes, don't turn around and run. If you never play with 
Alice Griffin is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. That is his new release. It's just called Simply Burn. And uh, you got a spark, let it burn, right? I like your style of country music, my friend. I've heard that before. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's a more traditional approach, isn't it? I think it's coming back around, but Mm -hmm. I don't do it because I think it's coming back around. I do it because that's just how I sound. It's what I like to do. Is that what you grew up on? I guess stuff like that, yeah, 90s country, 80s country, but... Oh, yeah, that's making a resurgence, too. Oh, I I hope. (laughs) It is. 90s country is big right now again. In fact, they've got the whole display at uh, uh, Opryland now about uh, 90s country. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it's it's big again. There's a couple venues here in town, uh, like Live Oak on Demumbry, and they they kind of let me host every every now and then on a Sunday, you know, all day on a Sunday. Nice. the 90s country brunch is Isn't what they call it. And see, there you go. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Sure, uh, that draws a lot of people in, huh? Uh, yeah, there's a draw and there's, you know, just the traffic, you know, the tourists and the people yeah. who frequent the Live Oak mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. They start noticing, and like, man, this is a cool place. You know, is brunch cool. is just cool in Nashville in, in general, but oh, yeah. to have that kind of a theme and it to actually work, mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. I'm flattered, tickled that he had enough faith in me to let me host that's all nice. day like that. You enjoy doing things trust. like that? Host, hosting writers? It's around? a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I've got it? plenty of work as it is right now, but, uh, <laughs> the scheduling is what I find the hardest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't, I don't mind doing that kind of, you know, working that hard and being stressed about it because it just shows that he trusted me to do it. You know? Isn't that so, cool? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of, I if he did that, that, then I kind of give him my time mm-hmm. and energy to do that for him. Let's go back to the song "Burn," uh, which is a great song that you wrote. You said it's a very personal story. Yeah, I like the stories behind the songs. Do you care to share that? Sure. Yeah, it's uh, well, that's what makes a good song. I think is it. It's authentic. Actually, yeah, it's very raw thing happened to you. You know, when somebody sings it, you kind of believe them. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, But yeah, I was with uh, probably the girl of my dreams. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. for about five or six years, shared some time here in Nashville, some years here, and uh, when we split up. Back in 2018, uh, 
you know, you go through all the emotions of a breakup, but it's tough. uh, What I've noticed over the years and probably what she taught me was that if you truly care about somebody, you just want to be happy. Mm -hmm. So that's what the song's about. It's kind of like a uh, imaginary meeting uh, that found myself maybe in a bar room, something like that, where they were together. That's the explanation. You know, the song is kind of speaking out that uh, scenario, I guess. That you're telling her it's okay. Mm-hmm. You feel the spark burn, you know. Like, go ahead. <laughs> that's that's just something. That really is something. Well, yeah, it's a, and it's a good feeling to have. It to is. To get over that hill. Yeah. You know, of Imagine all those deep emotions, yeah. Mm-hmm. To get over that hill, it's it's a good feeling. It's great. Makes a good country song. It really I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope people listen to it and... And think, wow, that's not a, really a premise you hear about all the time. It you know really isn't. I'm trying to, as you were saying that, I'm trying to think in my mind of other songs like mm. that, and I just can't think of one. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> songwriter rounds and shows and sets and all this stuff around town. I always hear people, you know, they go, "Oh man, you remind me of blank," you know. And I, I was going to ask you, who, 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 like George Strait. And it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah and, all over. And it's kind of nice to <clears throat> for somebody to come up to you and be like, "Man, I don't even know. Like, it's good." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know what <laughs> to compare that to. Yeah. So that in itself is cool. Don't okay. know how to take that when they say, start comparing you to other people. As far as the creativity that went into writing said song, you know, yeah. uh, I think that's that right there is a, is a compliment Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. you can't put your finger on it. I think so. That's great. Well, let's talk about you and, and how it all started for you. You grew up in uh, near Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. About 25 not, miles south of Charlotte. Yeah. And, and not too far from Marshville, where, where, where Randy Trawick yep. uh, grew up. Uh, we're talking about Randy Travis. So was he a big influence? Oh, huge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even know it at the time. I just I just knew he was from my area, you know, and, and he was big. You yeah. Know, he was successful, so that so that's what I listened to. That's what my family listened to. And it just, yeah. it played on all the stations out there all the time, independent, mainstream, whatever. And and I just grew up singing the songs because they were on the radio, not because I was attached to them. But the older I got, the more attached to him I got because he kind of speaks of this, of what goes on around the area he grew up there. You yeah. know, we grew up. Right. So it, it's very easy to relate to most, I'd say 90% of his songs. Every and and the ones he didn't write, yeah, he chose to cut them because he felt that same kind of connection to him, probably. So, yeah, uh, and yeah, I, I've had the opportunity to meet a few people from his family. His brother Ricky, mm. who's also a singer songwriter, uh, Randy himself. When he came back home to Marshall, uh, his father, I believe, my father sold his father Harold a tractor years ago, maybe wow. even before I was born. That's what my that? father and grandfather did for a living, sell tractors and farm equipment. Wow, okay. And so they kind of knew him too. And I think my uncle used to kind of hang out with them back in the day, you know, certainly before I was born. Uh, back when there wasn't as many stoplights on the boulevard there in our closest hometown of Monroe. Mm-hmm. It goes in between Monroe and Marshville. And they used to do the cruising, you know, in their little muscle cars and all that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I was driving uh, through Marshville on the way to Holden Beach last mm-hmm. uh, summer. And uh, I was telling my wife, I said, this is where Randy Travis c- came from. This is his hometown. And as I said, I looked up and there's a garage on the right. It's his Trey R- Brothers garage. And I'm like, I'll bet. <laughs> Would that be them? The family, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, and even, I remember growing up, there's a sign as you go in to town and leaving town. Well, as you go into town from either direction on Highway 74, the Roosevelt Boulevard. Uh-huh. Uh, 
74, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and as you go into town, it says Marshville. It used to say the home of country living and R- Randy Travis. But now I think they redid the sign since I've been here in Nashville, you know, probably a few years ago. It's like this giant mural on a building and mm-hmm. and that aspect of the sign got bigger. <laughs> you know, that text got bigger. Uh, they, so they they kind of, um, back. I think back in the day, since he was so wild, mm-hmm. they didn't really want to focus on that too much. But now that he was, I think it was probably as soon as he got inducted to the Hall of Fame, they're like, all right, let's, let's, <laughs> we let's claim change him. this. Yeah. He's ours. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it works, I guess. He's got a very interesting book out there, too, that's a really good read. Talks about those wild days and things and, and what he went through. Uh, and if you uh, ever visit uh, here in Nashville, the Palace um, a restaurant bar uh, over across from Opryland, uh, there's no doubt in your mind where Randy Travis broke it out of. He worked in that place. In fact, I think he was a, a waiter or something for a while, or yeah. busboy or yeah, something. The Nashville he? Palace. The yeah, Nashville he was, Palace, uh, yeah. One of my favorite places to play, too. But Is yeah, it? he was yeah. a busboy and a cook. And a cook. Okay. And uh, wash dishes there. And, you know, back then in that position, you just did whatever they asked you yeah. to do, probably. But, exactly. Probably. But, uh, <laughs> that's where he kind of, you know, first worked. Uh, then it kind of built up as far as a venue for him, mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually got huge yeah. on a stage there. But huge, huge, huge. I bet he don't wash too many dishes nowadays. Oh, I bet he doesn't. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, his uh, his yeah. wife Mary, uh, she's a great person. She runs a lot of stuff in his life, and and thank God for her. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's definitely an angel great there. Lady. I've yeah, met her really a couple is. times, and have you? And she kind of takes a lot of the load too. I mean, all these people that want to meet him and do all this and that. Mm-hmm. And, She's kind of like a barrier, you know, a filter yeah. to him. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure he appreciates her. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, you can tell. Love is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, how old were you when you first started? When did music first grab you? Do you remember? Music, I have no idea. No. Uh, I think the earliest memory I have of hearing any sort of song was probably either Brooks and Dunn or John Anderson mm-hmm. uh, coming out of my grandfather's radio, clock radio, on uh, on his nightstand. And I... I grew up kind of living in my parents' house next door to my father's house and uh, just spent years living in their house. Uh, my mom left when I was very, you know, very young age mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've stayed in contact with her over the years and stuff and, and I get along just fine with her. It's just mm-hmm. uh, spent a lot of time with my grandparents basically and uh, our, my brother and I's bedroom was right across the hallway from my grandparents' bedroom and I'd always hear his music playing, you know, when the alarm went off, it wasn't an alarm, it was the music started playing. Yeah. So I would hear Brooks and Dunn, John Anderson, I think was the first, maybe some Travis Tritt, mm-hmm. probably just nineties country, you know, it was what they played on that radio station. And, uh, remember that. And then, uh, we had a farm there and we'd go take cows to the sale barn okay. on Monday, yeah. uh, Monday mornings. And I remember being in riding in the old truck and it was just country. Country you know, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's just such a, uh, ingrained memory but i think it was just always i always heard brooks and dunn and oh, john anderson there's and i know that because whenever i hear those songs now it's kind of like that nostalgia feeling you know yeah uh takes you back though. oh yeah yeah it's funny how a song could do that you know and i mean i could smell i remember what i was wearing yeah i remember where I, I remember i was sitting in the middle of the truck you know in the you know in the seat bench seat just weird how how detailed that memory is. Isn't that crazy how mm-hmm. a song can do that? That's what I think I love about you know music. How it could it can just transfer you right back there. Like you said, the sights, the smells, a, what you were wearing. It's a time machine for sure. It is a time machine. Absolutely, a great way to uh, to describe it. So, when did you first pick up an instrument? 
my father bought me two guitars. He bought me a green little electric guitar, and then he bought me an acoustic guitar. I couldn't tell you where he got them. I have no mm-hmm. idea. I don't even know if he could tell you where he got them. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I was in fourth or fifth grade, and he came home and gave them both to me. He had wow. one in each hand. Wow. And I've just always gravitated toward the acoustic, you know, mainly because I think probably I was too lazy to plug everything in and do the volume and set everything. Yeah. I didn't know what all the knobs went, you know, so the the acoustic didn't have any knobs, you know, it had tuning, tuning heads. So I just kind of gravitated toward that, I think. And then started into country music because that's where my kind of accent was and, mm-hmm. and the lifestyle I lived, uh, saw all the pictures of people playing you know in country it was always acoustic you know it was a lead singer whoever was singing always you know 90 percent of the time had an acoustic so yeah 90%. i was like that's mine that's what i need to be doing yeah you know, so I, so that electric sat there for years never even messed around with it i would take it to school here and there because i had some people in my homeroom class or you know third period class or something like that in middle school that would kind of go over some chords with me but even they didn't know what you call them. They didn't know if it was a minor or a seventh or a suspended. You know, they just said, do this with your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of learned the basics, you know. And then over the years, I started realizing that I could listen to a song on the radio and I knew what, you know, chord shape it went to after that. Couldn't tell you what key it was in. That is, that's quite a talent. Mm-hmm. That's quite an ear. The, the progression of the song as far as chords go. Yeah. I could tell that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Not everybody can do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, they can that's try. A talent. It's just same thing with singing, and you know, some people are tone deaf, some people have no rhythm. Yeah, you know, and and some people can't transpose that. You know, right? I'm trying to learn music now. Uh, it kind of uh, waited a long time to do that, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, you know, the brain's a crazy thing. You know, you can you can always learn stuff. Yeah, you can. Hopefully, it'll sink in. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot rattling around up there. I want to hear more about your journey, but I also need to hear another song. Kind of one you can play for it? Sure. Uh, I can do one that I haven't recorded yet. Okay. A lot of people have been liking it. And, uh, it's actually a quote, co-write, end quote, that uh, I had the song almost done, and I just needed two little things, you know, lines or lyrics here and there. And I went to my friend Bobby McClam, who used to run the um, writer's rounds at Slider House in Midtown years ago, mm-hmm. 2015 or 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. And since he was hosting, I was like, hey, he could probably help me. Yeah. So and he threw in a line. I loved the line. Fell in love with the line. I was like, all right, cool. You know, do you mind if I put your name on it? He said, sure. You know, go ahead. And my friend Jacob Paul Allen, who lives out in Virginia, he does a lot of gigging. Uh, he's an artist himself, singer, songwriter. And uh, came to him with the last little line that I needed. And, you know, he filled it in. And, of course, there again, it was just perfect. You know, why didn't I think of that? You know? Yeah, it always I mean, seems fit, to go. Perfect. It? In my, yeah. in my eyes and there again he didn't mind that I put his name on it you know it's not like we sat down and came up with the song but uh, I'm tickled to death of, of what came of it you know and I hope they are and you're getting a lot of good comments so yeah and, and and from everybody from people who barely even know country music to people who've played it their entire lives like Jerry mm-hmm. Foster he oh. came up to me and said that's yet yeah, that's your song I love that song you know you need to record that somewhere that's high praise from uh, right that's what I said that guy's know. had more hits than <laughs> yeah and if somebody like that to even listen to me sing let alone listen to the lyrics pick it apart tell me that it was well written that yeah. that's a compliment I oh, think you gotta feel good about that yeah. One of these days, we're going to have Jerry on this. He doesn't live too far from No, me. he doesn't. We're all neighbors out here. Yeah, we I are. keep finding people <laughs> everywhere I go. 
You're like, oh, yeah, I live in Hermitage. <laughs> yeah. Google that guy if you're not familiar with the name. He's written a lot of big oh, songs. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a, you'll have to keep on scrolling. That's yes, a lot you of, will. <laughs> a lot, lot of big hits. Jerry Lee Lewis. So what's the name of this song? <laughs> the song is called Some Places. Great. And, uh, by my budget, it'll come out in the next 35 to 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. This is Ellis Griffin, and we're listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Thanks, Ellis. Yeah, this song is called Some Places. I, uh been fortunate to call Nashville home for about seven years now. And a uh, little bit of growing up I did was in North Carolina. And growing up where I grew up, you either had a truck or you wish you did. <laughs> and I've had a truck for a long time. Uh, her name's Buttermilk. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people know her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just got tired of hearing all my friends talk about where their truck would go, what it would go through, what it would pull, you know, and what it would do. So I just want to write a song where you wouldn't find a truck. <laughs> okay. So this is, uh, this is called Some Places. Twelve years old, I was riding shotgun Right there next to my grandfather's son Watching him go through the gears of that truck a four-wheel drive, red and white fixer up I thought back then it would go anywhere Until Dad gave me that hold your horse stare Said, son, you ought to know the places this truck just won't go We well, sure won't find it at that two-for-one dive Down on Main Street when your mom and I disagree no flames driveway hearing me say Baby, what happened to you and me? It might handle in the mud and the snow Some places it won't go And I took the keys when Dad passed away Got a son of my own sitting tall in his place I slide on down that long bench seat And tell him the same thing Daddy told me Son, you ought to know the places this truck just won't go Well, you sure won't find it at that two-for-one dive Down on Main Street when your mom and I disagree no flames driveway hearing me say Baby, what happened to you and me? It might handle in the mud and the snow Some places it won't go It's just a matter of time before he takes me driving It all goes to hell and he takes my advice well, You sure won't find it at that two-for-one dive Down on Main Street when your mom and I disagree Or an old flames driveway hearing me say Baby, what happened to you and me? It might handle in the mud and the snow 
At the lonely end of some dead end road Some places it won't go Some places it just won't go That's a great song, Ellis Griffin. Some places it won't you, it won't go. Is that what you're calling it? Or that's exactly right. <laughs> wow, you got to record that. Oh, uh, I need to. I'd yeah, love to. That's a good one. Now, your friend who added the line, what line uh, was it? Um, there was two of them. So uh, I believe Jacob Paul Allen he had inserted the line um, until Dad gave me that "Hold your horses, stare." Oh, I just love that little line. inner rhyme. Yeah, and the, the yeah. alliteration that went with that. That's great. I mean, fit fit like a glove, like a puzzle piece. You know, that's what I consider them. Those two little missing puzzle pieces. That's awesome that they found. That's great. <laughs> I was looking for them for months, maybe even years. I think it was, you know, under the rug in the couch cushions, and they found them. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. We're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back more with uh, and the journey of of Ellis Griffin. Don't go away. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Hey, thanks for joining us. We do appreciate the listen and the download. And if you're listening on uh, YouTube, please uh, hit that subscribe button and uh, like it, if you will. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, help us spread the word. Uh, Ellis Griffin is our guest, um, came from North Carolina. How long ago did you move to Nashville? It was two days before Christmas. Wow. 2015. 2015. And what made you decide to come? You've been playing music and the draw of Nashville? Yeah, I'd been playing uh, for a while, and I had a six-piece band back in North Carolina, and uh, it was called 12 Mile Creek. 12 Mile Creek. And we used to, we had some videos and songs we recorded and, and put on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. Reverb Can we still find them? Are they oh, up? yeah, they're up there. I, yeah? I think <laughs> myself and my bass player, Hal Rape, I think we were the administrators on that uh, okay. accounts yeah. and I, I haven't touched them. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he hasn't messed with them and I'm pretty sure they're still up there because I get all these alerts on my emails and stuff and saying that you have two new views or likes or something like that on 12 mockery. So somebody's out there listening to them. That's good. That's very cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a really cool sound. It was a uh, real raw kind of grungy and it was perfect. Um, ex- you know, example of where each of us had come from. Yeah. Every instrument they played, you could really hear it in their playing. And they were great musicians and, and singers. Um, the uh, the female vocalist was uh, Elizabeth Phillips. She goes by Lizzie Phillips. Lizzie Phillips. You cannot, you can't find a better sounding. She's like, I think she's about five foot tall, four, eight. So, <laughs> I mean, very short. But the voice is just huge. Wow. Beautiful girl, beautiful voice. Uh, she had this deep kind of a voice for, for a female. And... Uh, You've uh, you've ought to hear her sing blue, you know. It, oh, it's, the Leon Rhymes. Oh Lord, yeah. wow, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Wow, are uh, you, you still in contact with all these guys? Uh, not really. They're doing their own thing doing in North Carolina. Thing? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're doing well. Uh, you ever thought about doing the band thing again, though? 
Yeah, that, I've, I see it all the time, and people ask me that all the time. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against it. It's just I've gotten so in the groove of doing my own thing, just me and my stool. Gotcha. You know, and, and kind of the mood and the tone of the songs that I sing, that it's kind of just fitting for me and my, you know, my stool. Let, let me ask uh, you, was that, was that a hard transition? Uh, first time you did, it was just you and your guitar and a stool. No, not really. No. That, that's how I came to that band anyway yeah uh, and they taught me a lot of, as far as playing by myself you know yeah and then i always struggled with i'd hear a hole in a song you know that there'd be a gap there'd be something missing in the song you know i was i was hearing the lead you know the lead parts and the little fills that other instruments do yeah. i was hearing those holes in those songs that i was writing and singing and i kind of always noticed it and uh just kind of was an awkward feeling when it was supposed to be there and it wasn't. But then my friend, he told me, uh, he kind of sat me down. He's like, listen, you, you're the singer. You're the, your voice is the lead for it, you know, and uh-huh. don't be ashamed that you can't, you know, rip out a lead, you know, lick here and there. Like, so that, that kind of gave me the pat on the back. Be like, Oh, you're doing okay. Just do, do the best you can as far as what you can play, how you can play it. Very cool. So I was hey, like, all right, <laughs> you, we have another uh, friend in common. I, I read through your bio, uh, Darren Dees. Oh, yeah. comes up to Nashville a lot. He's from my neck of the woods. Yeah, he's a great singer. Man, he's a great singer. The first time I actually ever set foot in Nashville was when I was moving him out here. He rented a U-Haul truck Yeah, and uh, needed somebody to help moving it in. And, and uh, we were hanging out a lot back in the day. He's actually one of the ones who got me into singing. Is he really? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, but yeah, the first time I ever set foot in Nashville was stepping out of the U-Haul truck with all his stuff. <laughs> you know, and I can't remember what year that was. That was... 2009 maybe well and uh i didn't know it but uh i'd never rented a u-haul truck so i drove the u-haul truck all the way back north carolina because you know that was my ride home yeah and i drove all the way back now i uh <laughs> dropped it off at the place he had rented it from mm-hmm. and the guy was so mad because we had put <laughs> twice the mileage on it that he had billed him for he already billed him for it oh god <laughs> so basically it was double <laughs> for the price um <laughs> uh, but yeah i met him uh Darren Dees, met him years ago, around 2008, 2009, and he was singing karaoke everywhere. And he could he could play guitar, you know, he and, can. and he yeah. was teaching me a thing or two. And we were kind of about the same uh, quality of play and, you know, the knowledge of guitar. Uh, so we were in the same boat as far as that, but he was just a great singer. He had this high, and he could sing like a bird, man, like yeah, an angel. Yeah. Vibrato, uh, just nuts. And then he could do the growl, you know, because he's yeah. a big guy, yeah. you know, big chest. A lot what, of lungs. You know what you do, which which I think is just so cool today, and, and missing in a lot of country music today. You've got a way to put that little cry in your voice. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard uh, that. Yeah, I've heard it called a yodel. I've heard it called a Hank. <laughs> a Hank. It, you know, that's, those are all good explanations. Yeah. I guess I go the cry because uh, Hag used to do that. You know, uh, put that little cry or moan in there. And it, uh, where'd you learn that? Just listening and yeah, just uh, yeah. copying singers. Mm-hmm. Um, Mainly, probably George Strait, uh, Keith yeah. Whitley, stuff yeah. like that. Garth Brooks would do it here and there. Um, oh yeah, he sure did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know Natalie Maines of the the Dixie Chicks would would too. You know, I, I've heard it goes way back. Yeah, this, it does. My, my list of idols. Uh, we don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I I took a little bit from a lot of people. That's great, and uh, not only in country, you know, yeah. I mean, from everywhere, but yeah, and I think that made me me you know yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but that little that little inflection on the note, I don't know what it is actually. I think it, what it is is you actually just for a split second you go an octave or two higher, just mm-hmm. for a split second. Yeah, you change the air going through it and, and, and bring it back down. I don't know what it's called. I'm sure there's a name for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Ellis effect, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hear another song. Maybe we can get a, get that out of you. <laughs> okay. Uh, we can do whiskey whisper. Okay, let's do that. That Was a single not too long ago, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's doing well or not. I don't really check on those things. I'm too busy as it is. But mm-hmm. uh, I just love the premise of that song. You know, uh, talking about, you know, it's kind of like a movie. You know, there's protagonists, there's antagonists. Yep. The good guy does not always win. Not and always. Everybody has their vice, whether they know about it yet or ha- want to admit it. You know, everybody has something in them that yep, kind of keeps tugging at them. Yeah. And I just, is this one is not a true story. Not Well, not for me, not a personal story. But it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, the guy's sitting there and he's like, man, why can't I shake this? Mm-hmm. You know, and I just wanted to paint that picture for people. And cool. I think it's a cool song. Let's hear it. Ellis Griffin is our guest on Songwriter Connection Podcast. Whiskey whisper don't do no good. And hearing her name don't ease no pain like you thought it would. Since she's been gone, cold winds been calling her name in the night. He says, I'd sure like to know why I can't let go. Of this double barrel bourbon on ice What could have been kisses Are now just wishes Will they ever come true And it's got me thinking Maybe it's my drink Lord, what did I do Maybe it's not what I did It's what I didn't do Whiskey whispers your name when I'm missing you. He pulls out a picture of the first time he kissed her in that baby blue 59. Says, that's my girl, she was my whole world. That's the day I made her mine. If I had it my way, we'd be together today, holding each other tight. But a fool's a fool, what's a guy gotta do to get another double bourbon on ice? What could have been kisses are now just wishes, will they ever come true? It's got me thinking, maybe it's my drinking. Lord, what did I do? Maybe it's not what I did, it's what I didn't do. This whiskey whispers your name when I'm missing you. 
could have been kisses and now just wishes will they ever come true and it's got me thinking maybe it's my drinking lord what did i do maybe it's not what i did it's what i didn't do Whiskey whispers your name when I'm missing you He told her he missed her But a whiskey whisper don't do no Whiskey whis- whispers your name when I'm missing you. Great song. Ellis Griffin is with us, uh, songwriter on that. Solo, solo right, right? Yes. Yeah. That was uh, a couple years ago. A couple years ago. So you don't do a lot of the co-writing thing uh, I, like they do here in Nashville. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> say I can't, but mm-hmm. uh, just doing what I do for a living, you know, what pays the bills mostly is being a mechanic and yeah. kind of diagnostician type stuff. So I got to... Use the other side of my brain for that. Uh-huh. I think it's really hard for me to click one side or the other. Yeah, you know, I can't just, I can't schedule myself to be creative at nine a.m. on a Tuesday morning. You know? you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of goes through it, and I write it down for it before it leaves me. And we talked a little bit about that conflict before we went on on the podcast. Uh, left brain uh, versus right brain, mm-hmm. and you're a mechanic, and um, it, it it is it it is kind of hard, isn't it? Oh yeah, for for me, I'm not saying it is in general, but for me, I think I've found where it's just if I know I'm going to try and write down a song, you know, work on it, I, I want to schedule the entire day. I you know, you. I kind of warm up, get in that mood, get in that mindset, I got you. Uh, and not have to worry about you know a customer's vehicle or what it's doing. Or <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. it's I think to me, it's two different parts of my body. So, do you wait for an inspiration? How does it happen for you? Yeah, I kind of do. So, songwriting for me has always kind of been, I'll. Uh, I'll just play a a melody over and over, or I'll just kind of sit down and mess with my guitar, usually in the dark uh, by yeah. myself, you know, yeah. and uh, just keep going over the melody, and then I'll kind of hear a tune or something. And eventually, whatever I'm feeling or whatever I'm going through that day, month, year, you know, mm-hmm. uh, will we'll push something out on the pen and paper, you know. Um, so I, I can't, I don't, I don't think I've ever written a song where I just write it down on a piece of paper, mm. you know, and then put music to it. I, I don't know. I, that might be two different ways, but I'm, that might be something I can learn how to do. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, but I have been keeping a lot more notes and stuff. You know, I'll be Good. laying in bed and it'll, it'll wake me out of bed. And if I don't write it down, I'll never remember it again. I'll and never have it. <laughs> that is such a good point. I couldn't tell you how many times that happened to me in the past, but not anymore. <laughs> when yeah. it comes to you, you got to write it down. Or or record it on your phone or, or record it on something. Just play it until you remember it's something. You, yeah. Because you know, in my case, when it's gone, you, oh, it's you'll, gone. Never, you'll never get back in the same progression, timing, mood, you know, the premise of whatever you're oh, thinking about. I, could, I can remember laying there and being like, oh, that's, a, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. That's how I need to approach this song. <laughs> I should get up and write and write that down, and or then, or rewrite something. Yeah, or rewrite, mm-hmm. and and then, uh, but I won't forget that. I'll remember that in the yeah. morning. <laughs> and like two days later, I go, "Oh, wait a minute! I had this idea. What was it? You know, Seems like, like I was going to change that. Yeah. I was going to change, but wasn't I had the idea? So it's it's nuts. So, songwriting, it's crazy. And I've heard other songwriters, 
use the term your antennas. You know, your you gotta antennas. Have, you got to yeah. always have your antennas out. Always. And yeah. when something floats by, you know, in the ether, uh, yeah. you got to catch it, write it down. Sometimes yeah. it's a conversation mm-hmm. with the people next to you or something, say a line, and you go, wow, it, man, that's a, that could be a it, song. It yeah. could be the simplest thing or it could be the heaviest duty, you know, heaviest yeah. duty thing, you know. Sure can. Uh, yeah. And I, I find that I love, I kind of lean toward the heavy stuff, you know, that, to me, a good country song, the heavier the better. Really? You know, the more it tugs at your soul and your heart. And, you know, yeah. that's, that's, you know, if, it, if you're crying when you just heard a song, that means it's probably a good song. Probably a good song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember a song recently that's, that's done that to you? Um, or not even recently. recently. Yeah. Not even I recently. I love the, I love the songwriter, uh, Travis Meadows. He's really good I about Travis too. heavy yeah. duty songs. He is. Cause, Probably because he's lived the life, you know. He's walked the walk. He's yes. he's got a story to tell, you know. And I've, I heard him. I've seen him a few times in show. Great performer and guitar player, singer, writer, and uh, he lives here in Nashville. That and and mm-hmm. I've I've noticed that uh, one of his we've seen that shows, movie Wheeler. If you've seen Wheeler, I have not seen on, that on uh, Prime. Uh, yeah, yeah he's, okay, he's yeah. I'll have to check that mm-hmm. out. I love yeah. watching movies, yeah. so I'm, that'll run across that for sure. Uh, but I heard him say one time, you know, anybody can write a song, you know, and, and make you cry or make you think or make you hurt or make you love or whatever. But but nobody can tell my story like I can. Uh, you know, and here he is, you know, battled cancer when he was little. He's missing a leg. You know, like he was in out of rehab, you know. Yeah. He's got it. You know, he's got the, the background, the story. The, got a lot of stuff to write about. Mm, plenty he? of stuff. And yeah. he's, he'll be writing for years to come. Yeah, you can check him out. He's great. Fantastic. Maybe we'll... Get lucky and get him on the show sometime. Oh, man. Yeah. So. I'm sure he'd love that. He lives probably here in Hermitage like everybody else. <laughs> everybody seems to live here. <laughs> Just east of the airport. So, yeah. Um, you are a great, what I used to call the uh, the DIY artist. I mean, you do it all. I mean, we see you out there everywhere. You're on all the uh, uh, socials. Uh, your music is streaming on the Spotify's, Pandora's, everywhere. People can find Ellis Griffin. Do you have your own web uh, page too? It is. Yeah, there's a website. Um, and uh, if you come to a show, there's little cards that I hand out for free and there's a little QR code on the back and that takes you directly to, to this, the website, well, which, just, you know, the website from there, you can go to wherever you get your music, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, yeah. all that good stuff. It's all out there. Uh, it'll take you to that. It'll take you to the social media pages. Um, it'll show you, uh, it'll take you to the merch page. You know, store. Good. It'll take you to the schedule, the calendar. You know, awesome. places planned. Yeah. Uh, my manager, Amy Nell, she set all that stuff up. She does a lot of work for me. Well, I wanted to talk about it, Amy. It's it's really good to have um, somebody as as she's just amazing uh, to help you promote, isn't it? Oh yeah, and and now I can't even. It's hard to think, or I don't want to think about a time when I tried to do it all myself. Yeah. As busy as you need to be as a singer songwriter, you yeah. know, artist. In this town, as busy as you need to stay, it is almost impossible to uh, to do all that by yourself and run your own business or yeah. have a have a job where the schedule is crazy. Yeah, you know, being a mechanic like I've been for almost eighteen years, it's you. If you work hard to make the money, if it's a paycheck, you know, it's flat rate usually. So by the end of the day, yeah, you can make a good living working flat rate, but you're you got to bust your butt to do it. And you're so tired by the end of the day. You know, I told my service manager when I quit at Toyota, I was like, there's broke down cars in North Carolina. I could have stayed in North Carolina and worked on cars. I need to start doing what I came here to do, you know, and I need the time to do that. And I need the energy, you know, more than I need the paycheck. (laughs) So, 
So, and he understood, you know, uh, he understood. He said, uh, just remember us when you make it big. <laughs> I, t- I told him I've been big. I just haven't made it yet. <laughs> I'm six, six, you know, he's, he's six, six. He's a, he's a tall, gentle, kind of a quiet guy. Aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was in the military, my drill sergeant, last thing my drill sergeant told me was, uh, keep your mouth shut, carry a big stick, Ooh. you know, be good or be good at it type deal. You know? Yeah. So I, I just, I think my entire life I've always just did more listening than I do talking. Mm-hmm. You learn more that way, I think. I think and, so. Uh, I'm curious. I'm just a curious guy. And, and you f- I think you find a lot of inspiration there, too, and for, oh, to help yeah. the song ready. If yeah. You listen, and, if you listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You tune in, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, tr- and truly listen to, not just stare at somebody while they're talking. You know, truly, like, absorb what they're talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people mistake my uh, quietness for boredom or misery, you know. But it's not the case. You just it's it allows me to soak up more of the planet, you know, the earth, the world. Yeah, uh, you learn a lot by Very watching people, watching somebody, uh, just way nature works in general. So you're such an interesting guy, and why I wanted to have you on the podcast. <laughs> well, thank you, and a great talent and a great songwriter. So thanks for being with us. Mm-hmm. I want you to leave us with one song um, uh, to play for us, uh, play us out. Uh, Ellis Griffiths has been our guest, and, and I hope you'll look up uh, Ellis and get to know him a lot more. So. <clears throat> I have no idea what I'd want to play. Mm. <laughs> let's do uh let's do my my inspirational song I just wrote. Okay. Uh so yeah, I'd wrote this for anybody kind of going uh through anything in their life that's straight uphill for them. Uh if you ever feel like you're in the trenches taking grenades, <laughs> this song's for us. <laughs> let's call Keep On Climbing. It's long, this road that we're on Too many miles to go before we wind up dead and gone Life's just a hill with a taller top It might knock you down, but you just can't stop Keep on climbing Don't stop trying Tear down that room where you've been hiding Let a little light in Keep on climbing When you feel lost Like everything's gone Tell a friend where you've been, let him lead you home. Kick down the door, let in the light. Even a cloudy day might be bright, keep on climbing. Don't stop trying. Tear down that room where you've been hiding. Let a little light in Keep on climbing Sometimes this life hit me so hard I thought I was dying 
find yourself wondering why you didn't find me crying I've been busy climbing I got busy trying I tore down that room where I was hiding Let a little light in on climbing Don't stop trying Tear down that room where you've been hiding Let a little light in Keep on climbing Keep on climbing Keep on Ellis mm. Griffin, any given night here in Nashville, you're going to see him playing at one of the great clubs around town, like the Live Oak or the Cambria or the Commodore or the Twelve Keys. There's a lot of other places that you play. Amy keeps you very busy, doesn't she? She does. Yeah, that's great. You're living the dream, my friend, aren't you? She's yeah. doing her job. Keep on climbing and keep on rhyming. And thanks for being, I know you're very busy. Thanks for taking the time for being on the, uh, the Songwriter Connection. Thank podcast. you for giving us a, a voice. Awesome, man. It's my pleasure. We'll see you around real soon, I'm sure. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.